Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. All right, we are back at uh, Black Press, Mike. (laughs) Last week we had a great conversation. Um, It went really well. Again, you and I continue to be the most committed to this group. Um, I I just keep kind of scooting around. I wonder if lightning's going to strike at some point. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Look, I I think if you asked my life group leader, Andrew Bolton, um, about just me as a D group member, a life group member, he would probably say he's underwhelmed by my performance. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. Uh, Not you. That's right. So again, this is conversation two. We are in Black Press. We have our group. We have been meeting uh, for nine months. It is it's October in this scenario, and we are we are gearing up for what we are planning. We set our multiply date for January one, you know, of the upcoming year. That was the date we set at the end of our conversation one after talking to people, and so the next week we just go ahead and jump into conversation two. Now this conversation, unlike the first one, the first one can take a long while. This one, it may take 30 minutes of your D group time. And, and that's fine. You know, you give the, give the amount of time that you need to, but, and then, you know, finish with a hear journal and prayer request. You, it may not take the full time and that's totally okay. Um, But this is going to be the conversation we're going to have. So if you look on page eight, you're going to see this is something that I would just start if, if, if we're in our group, Mike, I'm just going to say, okay, just a reminder. We said this, we said, we're going to multiply this day. Let's go ahead in conversation two. Let's begin to think about potential members. Hopefully you've been thinking about it this week. And I'm just going to ask somebody in my group, Hey, would you read page eight for us? And then let's discuss it. Page eight helps. It gives a summary of what, men and women of faith are these are the and that's an acronym because we love we love you know acrostics <laughs> here uh, yes but it is, essentially it has given us the quality of people that we want uh so we're talking faithful available intentional teachable and hungry mike is it why is it so important for us to help our group think through the type of people that we're going to invite into the group. Why is that those qualities so important for your future potential D group members? Well, I think the it's important because we need the, we don't need any person. We need the right person. And it it seems counterintuitive to say, okay, well, I'm going to start discipling people. So I need to be picky about who I'm going to do that with. Um, we're talking about getting into the word. So why wouldn't we just incorporate anybody into that? Well, that's what the life group is for. You know, we have the life group environment yeah. because this is where we're going to invite literally anybody, new yeah. believer, mature believer, a non-believer. That's the life group. Right. But in this discipling environment, these are the people that, um, they need to have, um, I think in that, in that acronym, hungry is to me one of the most important ones. They have to want to do what we're talking about. You know, if I'm having to convince them to do this or I'm having to drag them in, I think Robbie uses the language, you know, if you have to drag them into the group, you're going to have to drag them along the whole way. Yeah. So it has to be a person that um, wants to do what we're talking about because what we're talking about is not easy. 
You know, we think, yeah, yeah okay, so we're just going to read a chapter. You know, if you're doing the New Testament plan, it's a chapter a day, five days a week. That's a piece of cake. Uh, and in the beginning, it may be easy, but when we're talking about memorizing Scripture over the long term, you know, a 12-month period of time, committing to meeting on a regular basis, committing to do the reading, the journaling, the Scripture memory, you're going to get to a point to where it's going to start getting hard. You know, yeah. there's going to be a hump that you're going to have to get over in probably the first couple of months before everybody hits their stride. If you've got people in there that aren't faithful, then, mm-hmm. you know, available is another big one. You know, if their schedule's nuts and they can't commit to being there, all the, I'll, I'll make it when I can. That's just, that's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. Uh, and it doesn't mean that your group is super elite because they can't, you know, they can't commit to being there. It just means that we are trying to make sure that the people that we are discipling are going to carry on. You know, it's 2 Timothy 2, two, right? They're going to teach other faithful men also. You know, they're going to yeah. continue on this process, not just hang with you for six months or even 12 months and then be like, man, that was great, but I'm going to go back to something else. Mm. We need people that are people of faith because the goal is to get is for them to disciple people also. Yeah, that's so good. And I think, you know, this is it's so important. We say the two things I would say these are the two things that are going to set you up for success in your future D groups It's selecting the right people and setting the right expectations. Yeah, this part is selecting the right people. And I think you you should be more exclusive. Like there's certain people, I don't know how to describe it, Mike, right? just that kind of bleeding heart. Somebody just is full of compassion. And you want to take people who should be staying in the life group and bring them into the D group. Yeah. And I just want to caution you. The D group is not a place where it's not a place to prove faithfulness. It's a place that is in response to faithfulness. Right. That's it's, good. They have already been faithful. And so it's not something like, man, I really think if we, if, if we got them in a D group, they would become faithful. That, that person needs to stay in the life group. If they aren't faithful to that commitment to growing in that environment, what makes us think when we add more commitment that they're going to rise to that bar exactly. when they haven't done it at life group. And so I think, you know, you really, and, and I, as you as the leader, you're probably going to have to hold this line more than others because you have either one selected right people and know how beneficial it is, or you selected wrong people and you know how difficult it is. <laughs> I've and been so, in both boats. <laughs> that's right. I've been in both. And so you're going to have to really help people. And so we actually give you three questions on page eight that are their questions to ask your members when they tell you the people that they've invited hey or do you know do they answer positively to these three questions and those questions are going to help them really process i think another thing you mentioned the availability piece this is another one that the person with a lot of compassion or person who's struggling to think through names they're going to want to skip over the available one and this is why because the other ones speak to character availability it can be the best person in the world they can love Jesus, be following Jesus, be doing their hear journals and all this stuff, but still not be available. And we need to be able to say no to that person in this season. Yeah. Or not and right think, now. Maybe it's not yeah. no. Maybe it's just not right now because you know, your schedule's nuts. You can't That's commit right. to doing this. And as much as I love you, as much as I want you to be in the group, we need to wait until you can actually uh, dedicate the time to do this in a meaningful way because – if they do do it and it's constantly a schedule conflict and then they're having to move things around every week and it's a constant struggle, 
D group is going to lose eventually. Yeah. They're going to get no, tired of doing exactly it right. and they're going to go back to, you know, if it's work or if it's family or kids sports schedule, whatever that thing is, that thing will eventually win. That's right. And so, and then what you'll see is that um, the other one that I would really want to point out here is that of somebody that is a man or woman of faith is not somebody that is just mature and has all the knowledge of the Bible. And so a phrase that, that I really like is that they don't always know what the Christian life is all about, but they know they're all about the Christian life. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's just a, it's a funny saying, but the truth of it is, is they may not know all the answers, but they know the answers they do know, they are fully committed. The measure of somebody that's faithful is a character thing. It's not a competency. It's an obedience thing, not an information thing. And I think we can get so drawn, kind of like you get drawn to Saul as a king and, and how good he looked on the outside and his appearance, but the Lord looked at David's heart. Yeah. You know, and it was David's heart. He didn't, he didn't meet the things that he wasn't flashy. He didn't have anything, but man, he loved Jesus. And that's what we're looking for. People who love Jesus and answer positively those three questions. Yeah. Knowledge does not equal maturity. That's right. Yeah. That's really good. And so with that, page eight is going to move you seamlessly into the group exercise, which is in page nine. And uh, what you're going to see is uh, there's a black box, there's one black box, and then there's four red boxes. What you want to do, the way to work through this is say, hey, everybody, you know, hopefully you've been thinking of this. We've been talking about men and women of faith. And you're going to ask, you're going to say, hey, let's take a few minutes, if you haven't already, and fill in each person, fill in their black box. It's their potential D group members. It's people that they're going to begin to pray for. They're people who are men and women of faith and they fill that out. And then what you want to do is you want to have each person then go and share their list. When they finish, tell them, hey, tell us a little bit about the list. And then at the end of it, as a leader, you want to ask, do you feel like each of those would answer these three questions positively? If not, what, 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 you know, what are your concerns? And so that's going to help each person present their list. You're going to test it with that men and women of faith. And then what you want to do is you want to be writing. If you're not sharing, I'm going to be writing the names of like, for instance, Mike, if you're sharing your list, I'm going to write your name up in one of the red boxes and I'm going to write the people that you're praying for. Yeah. Because as I'm praying for my group, I want to pray for yours, yeah, for your good. people. And so we're in this together. And so it's going to be, I want to pray for your conversations just, and I hope you're praying for mine. And so that's going to help get it all in there as well. It's going to give accountability to the group. And so now the other question is what happens if you don't have anybody in there, Mike, what <laughs> have you that done is, in that situation? That is probably going to be the most common situation. Yes. Yeah. I would do this, but I don't know who to do it with, or I don't have anybody to do it with. Uh, and my, you know, so I'm the life groups pastor, right? So my thing is like, well, great, start a life group, right? So you know, my thing has always been, uh, if the life group is a fishing pond for discipling relationships, then maybe the first thing you need to do is create your pond. Uh, yeah. And maybe that pond exists already. So if you're, you know, if you're discipling guys in your life group and you're growing that life group, that is going to be where I'm going to direct them first. It's like, well, why don't you start praying about, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so that's in our life group that you already know, that you're already building a relationship. Maybe those are the guys that you need to be discipling. Um, yeah. It's a possibility. 
Um, and then, you know, another thing is they're just starting a new group. So, you know, we're multiplying life groups too. Uh, so the, if you don't have a pond to fish in, you need to create a pond to fish in. So mm, that's, great. that's what we're doing when we're talking about multiplication. So it could be that the next step is helping them get a life group started so they can develop a relationship with people, um, and, uh, start creating those discipling relationships. Yeah. But the flip side of that coin too is, you know, we're supposed to be sharing our faith. Yeah. And to me, this is where the rubber meets the road in discipleship is where I've actually shared my faith with somebody or on an ongoing relationship have seen someone come to uh, saving faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, and now I'm going to disciple them because I was part of that process in them coming to know the Lord. Right. This is the discipleship model where I've got it. I'm sharing my faith. I'm seeing people come uh, to saving knowledge and relationship with Jesus Christ. And now I'm discipling them. That's the process. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's starting a life group. You know, maybe that's sharing their faith. There's a there's several different ways we can go about it. But it can also just be, hey, maybe you just need to be a little bit more intentional at work. Yeah. You know, when's the last yeah. time you invite people in? That's really good. And I, that you brought up something I missed in pay in the uh, previous page. One of the best places to look for men and women of faith are in your life group. That is the first place you should start. The D group is the become step of the life group strategy, belong, believe, become. And so that is where you see people who have been faithful. You know, you may also in your volunteer team or something like that, there may be a volunteer team that you have relationships with somewhere the point is there's somewhere within church or within your relationships where they have already shown some level of faithfulness where it is more than just going to church and receiving they're actually engaging with people uh living out the one another's of the faith and so i think that's a huge piece to it and the last thing i would say we mentioned this last week if you're struggling to come up with names and you see two groups it's okay to say hey why don't we lead a group together yeah. But this is my one caveat is each person, each new leader has to invite someone in. And so there's not a tag along. There's not you and I go lead one, Mike, <laughs> you do all the inviting. Yeah. You're the, you, you have all the friends. And then I just, I just jump in like, no, I've got to find at least one person in my life. And I've got to say, Hey, will you join this group? Because we're trying to move from a disciple to a disciple maker and the point is to take a step in that direction. It's okay if it's a smaller step of co-leading. What's not okay is to just sit there and just continue to go as a member for another year. Um, you want to really bring somebody into it. And nobody can be just along for the ride. This is not yeah. the environment for that. Yeah, that's a great point. So that's uh, that's going to help you identify potential members. We have a resource on page 10 where we talk a little bit. A lot of this is going to be similar, but it's going to be in a different way that's going to help your D group members. It's going to go into a little bit more of what it looks like to identify faithful people. How many should they try to put into a group? It's just going to help them think through this process well. So encourage them to listen to that podcast uh, episode. And then what you'll see is the homework on page nine. Um, in two weeks, you're going to, you want people to begin to pray over these names over the next two weeks. And then you're going to have a conversation about how they can invite people in. So remember we said the success is selecting the right people, setting the right expectations. Conversation three is all about how to help your group members set the right expectations because every D group invite has gone sour with, ah, just, you know, come when you can. And I would just, I would just add to that, you know, 
you know, we talk about when the D group is forming, you know, picking the right people, setting the right expectations. You know, a big thing that we talk about a lot when we are forming these D groups is prayer. Yeah. Uh, but what I find is a lot of times the response is, I don't have anybody in my D group. Then we say, okay, well, let's start praying about who needs to be in your D group. And they say, oh, yeah, that's great. I'm going to pray about it, but I don't have anybody for my D group. Mm. <laughs> so the reality <laughs> is, is, you know, just because I don't know somebody right now, you know, if we are intentional in that prayer through that process, that's when we start seeing the Holy Spirit doing some amazing things. It starts putting yeah. people in our path, you know, people that uh, we would not have engaged otherwise or just these, hap you know, you know, I'm putting up the air quotes, you know, these happenstance yeah. circumstances that happen when we run into somebody that we haven't seen in years or, you know, whatever that is. Uh, when we are intentional with that prayer piece uh, and rely on the Holy Spirit to fill up my group and not just me trying to grab my buddy that's been in three other discipleship groups and actually discipling the people that the Holy Spirit wants me discipling, that's when yeah. we start seeing some radical things happen. No, that's really good. And so uh, the last thing I would say, too, is uh, we finish the next week. Somebody other than you should lead the group. If you hadn't done this yet, start doing it now because you don't want them leading the group for the first time out on their own. And this is what I'm going to say. This is what I would say. On page 18, we have the example of the D group. My guess is if you go look at that right now and you compare it to how you lead a group, it's fine for there to be, I, I, please don't, we're not saying every, it's got to look exactly like this, but I bet there's an element of it that you say, Ooh, we don't do that well at all. Or man, I don't know the last time I did scripture memory yeah. Or boy, we, we Bible reading and hear journal. Like we, we don't spend much time on it. That is normal for that to happen. It's a simple drift. What I would really charge you to do is to give this as an example and then to have the conversation beforehand and say, Hey guys, this is really what we should have been doing. And I just want to humbly say, I, I, I have not helped us stay on track with that. And let's really use this season to get us back on track. Let's not use maybe our past, ex, uh, past meetings as the best example, but let's use this one. And it's not that they've got to do it down to the T, but that they work through each of these elements, scripture memory, Bible reading, hear journals, accountability, and prayer. Make sure those five elements are done. And if that means a, a humble confession that you've drifted from that as a leader, man, that's that's leadership 101. You lead in that and you encourage them because the truth is, is if you have neglected one of these disciplines uh, along the way, they're not even going to start with it in their future group. That's right. And so if you, this, is, this is a huge moment for you to say, man, let's get back on track because this spiritual discipline is important. And I want to make sure that it's a priority for you as you start your group. And so that'll get you going for convert for the next two weeks, having somebody new do it, continue to pray for people, but don't invite yet because next conversation, we're going to tell you how you can invite people well. And we look forward to talking more at that conversation on the next episode.